You're listening to What She Said, a podcast for bloggers and creatives hosted by me, Lucy Sharif, a freelance journalist living in London. Each week, I interview different women in blogging and the online world, getting their best blogging tips and advice, and a little bit of gossip too. Thanks for listening. Welcome to episode nine of What She Said, where I chat to Beverly from Pack Your Passport. Fun fact, um, we hadn't actually met each other before, so when we had this call, it was the first time we'd even spoken to each other, which could have gone terribly, but it didn't, luckily. We chatted about the blogging landscape, how it's changed over the years. Um, Beverly shares her journey to becoming a full-time freelancer um, and running her own company, in freelance social media management, PR, copywriting, her background in digital marketing. Um, and then she just casually drops some incredible SEO tips, some amazing Instagram stories tips as well. Um, that's right at the end. So make sure you stay listening. I, I know you will anyway, but um, yeah, so it, all in all, it was just a super fun chat filled, packed to the brim with amazing tips and tricks for your blog um, I know you'll love it and also <laughs> if you want to get to know me a little bit better <laughs> I admit to um, some shameful SEO secrets <laughs> which is sort of in the middle of our chat um, some things that I have been doing wrong for years and have only just discovered how to do correctly so it's pretty funny <laughs> um, so I hope you enjoy it Thanks for being part of the podcast, Beverly. Do you want to just explain to us, if anybody who doesn't know who you are, which they will, um, your blog and how you came to your into your blogging journey? Uh, well, thank you for having me on. Um, basically, I started blogging in um, 2011. I'd moved to Australia in 2010 um, on a working holiday visa. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't know what blogs were. I'd never... I'd never read a blog at all. Um, but in 2011, I was living in Melbourne and working in a little cafe. And one afternoon, I went to do some research about a trip that I was going to go on and happened upon a blog. And I thought, you know what? I love traveling and I'm not bad at writing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could do this. Do you remember um, what blog I, it was? Um, I think, do you know what? I think it might have been Adventurous Kate's. Yeah. I think Adventurous Kate is the first travel blog that I ever read. Me too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> she's, um, she's really, really great. And I, I looked at it and I thought, I, I mean, I wasn't hoping to replicate what she, what she does at all. Cause at that time I was actually traveling, um, with my now ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, yeah, I, I love traveling and I, I love writing and I'm not bad at writing. Um, maybe I could do this. So in true Beverly fashion, I jumped straight in without, without, you know, giving it a second thought. Um, <laughs> um, literally just sat, I didn't even have my own laptop. I just sat in an internet cafe drinking cocktails <laughs> um, in, a, in a really dark basement bar. Um, yeah, and I just got on Blogger, basically. I think yeah. it was Blogger. 
Yeah, just got on Blogger, really bad theme. That was the really... Google one, wasn't it, Blogger? Yeah, the Google mm. one, yeah. So I basically just did all that. And then I got on Twitter. I'd never been on Twitter before. I got a Facebook page. I was barely on Facebook anyway. Um, and that's that's kind of how it how it all started. And then um, I continued just using Blogger for about six months. Yeah. Uh, and then decided that, you know, I, I actually really like this. Mm. And I knew that I'd, I'd built kind of a, a really nice community up on Twitter. There were quite a few. So Monica was one of the first people that I followed on Twitter. And we became friends because of that. Yeah. Um, Monica stopped the travel hack for anyone yes. who doesn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's mentioned, I think, I, in every single just, podcast. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> so great. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, so I, there were a few kind of bloggers at that time that I was really, yeah, good friends with on Twitter, and I thought I'm really enjoying this. I really want to do this properly. So um, I contacted uh, another blogger who kind of put together a proper website for me, and I bought the domain, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I started. And that was all when you were still in Australia. Still in Australia, yeah, so 2011. I moved to New Zealand in June 2012 um, and moved to Auckland and just continued the blog, really. I still needed, I, I wasn't making much money from it and I still needed to um, work. So I lived in New Zealand for a year and then I moved back to the UK and I thought I'm going to move to London. So I moved to London and um, got a job as a PR consultant, which I absolutely loved. Um and still, yeah, continued to to run the blog. And then after three years of being in London, I decided to move back to Leeds because that's where I went to uni. And, um, yeah, it was, yeah, last June. So it kind of got to a point where I absolutely loved London, but um, I just wanted a place of my own. I wanted to... I wanted to to leave and I knew that in the future I wanted to go freelance as well and I I knew from being the person I am that I wouldn't be able to do that in a shared house and I'd need my own space so um yeah in January this year I went freelance and uh, yeah here we are it's super exciting so I wanted to talk a little bit about your freelance career because um so the blog post that you wrote was it this week or last week the freelance mistakes that you oh yeah basically mistakes you made the things that Mm. you ignored the rules yeah. that people say I found that really really interesting because I'm freelance as well and I didn't realize that I was actually completely breaking these rules also <laughs> <laughs> well I didn't either until I, I read I read so much um I kind of had zero notice about going freelance because I unfortunately lost my job and um I kind of thought you know what now would be a perfect time to do it. I've always wanted to work for myself I got a bit of leeway um you know financially um why don't I why don't I try it so I went freelance with basically one day's notice um because I unfortunately lost my job but I thought because I've got I had a bit of leeway financially so I thought you know what I've always wanted to do this now would be a really perfect time to mm-hmm. do it um you know I've got this opportunity I still looked for other jobs just to you know keep my foot in but yeah. I um yeah I just kind of went for it um but I, I did loads of research. Um, I, you know, I read up on what I need to do and how to, how to sort, um, like being self-employed out, that kind of thing. And so many, so many, so much of the advice was, you know, you need somewhere out of your home mm. or separate from your home to work. And I was like, well, I can't afford that. I yeah. do actually to freelancing and my flat, I live in a small one bedroom flat. The only space for my desk is between my lounge and my kitchen <laughs> in in this massive kind of like open plan room. So I was like, well, like, sorry, can't do that. Um, 
then it's something like say for three months I was like well I know yeah. I don't have to lose my so sorry can't do that one either uh, and there was so much advice that made me feel as though um I was doing it wrong mm. um and I think when you're freelance there is no right or wrong I think you have to do what feels right for you yeah. um and that's why that's why I wrote that post now I, just because I didn't want other people to feel um as though they had this rule book to follow when really when you go freelance the rule book's kind of like you know throw it in the bin yeah, well, and, and do what you yeah. want and do what works for you which I'm sure you've done as well yeah you just have to find your own rhythm as well don't you yeah definitely just, some people really really like working from from their bed in their pajamas mm. and well, other people really like to get up and start the day as if they were kind of commuting and all the rest of it and put makeup on I I personally sometimes especially if I have like a day of pitching I feel like I have to put lipstick on I don't know why I feel, yeah, it makes no, me feel I like feel <laughs> it makes you feel as though you're like a, I don't know in inverted commas a, a proper work like a yeah, proper person, a proper yeah. person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is a really good tip for everyone out there man woman whoever's listening put some lipstick, lipstick on stick some red lipstick on it <laughs> yes. makes you feel so confident yeah, it really does <laughs> really um, does though so your background in PR yeah. which must be absolutely invaluable um as a blogger as well as a f- mm. you know freelancer what what things what kind of gems have you gleaned from your time in in digital PR oh god that's a that's a massive question yeah, sorry <laughs> <laughs> um so when i when i worked in PR it was um it was very much um seo based um digital PR so the um the content that we were creating was very much um it was based on data. It was, it was data led, research led. Um, we'd make these beautiful pieces for clients that were interactive. Um, and then I would go out and try and get them coverage. So, um, that, that's really where a lot of my experience came from. And it was only when I moved up to Leeds, um, and got a job that was more traditional, um, PR, um, that I really did that side of things. Um, but I think it's really interesting having worked on both sides. So obviously I've been a blogger since 2011. Um, and I really, I had no, no PR experience then. I'd done my degree at Leeds Uni, um, in media and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, um, so much has changed since I graduated oh, yeah. <laughs> in, um, yeah, so I graduated in 2007. Um, and obviously the principles behind marketing will, will never, never change. People will always buy things for a reason and, and you sell to people in, in a certain way for a reason. But the method in which we're receiving all of these, you know, marketing messages has completely changed. When I was at uni, there was no Twitter. Um, you know, there's no Facebook. <laughs> really, I'm really oh showing gosh, my age yeah. now. <laughs> no, you're, I think you're the same age as me. I remember yeah, those times. Yeah. Yeah, I think we are. Um, so the way that we receive these messages is completely different. And there were no blogs, really. It just wasn't a thing. So I've kind of had to teach myself. But because it's something that I'm really interested in, PR and social media, it not only helps with being a blogger, because you can see things from both sides. And obviously, now that I do PR um, freelance and also social media um, freelance as well, it really, really helps having... Um, just been really passionate about it and and just kept on learning about it basically just speaking about just blogging mm. um you've obviously been blogging since way back when what have you found have been the biggest stumbling blocks for you along your journey um 
Do you know what? I think the biggest stumbling block for me has been consistency. Um, really? Yeah, I think that I would be, probably be further along in blogging if I'd just kept it up, if I'd yeah. committed early on to doing, at least, you know, at least one post a week. Mm. Um, and I wish, I wish I'd done that from the start, but as you probably know, life gets in the way and sometimes, sometimes you just don't feel like blogging, you don't feel like writing. Um, and I feel as though I didn't really have my business hat on. Um, for a very long time. I do now and I try to be as consistent as possible. Um, but when you've got a full time job, um, I had for most of the time that I've run in my blog, it, it's difficult to commit sometimes, definitely. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, funnily enough, I was talking to Sophie Cliff last mm-hmm. night and um, I was asking her how the hell she manages with a full time job. So I do not understand. Every every day for the most I part. Know. She's like she's on fire. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's incredible. I couldn't do it. I'm the same as you. I just couldn't do it. Um and what have been the I don't know, light bulb moments along the way as well because I I feel like when you're blogging, especially when as you started out while you were travelling, I did the same. Um you really are properly winging it. And there tends to be a couple of light bulb moments where you're like, oh, shit, I wish I'd been doing that from the beginning or, oh, my God, this is going to change my life. Um, I, I don't know, to be honest. That's a really hard question. Um, I don't know if I had any light bulb moments. I think, to be honest, I've just been, like, bumbling along mm. <laughs> since, <Yeah. laughs> since 2011, to be honest. I think I definitely, I think as I got more into it, I definitely realised um, what I was doing wrong um, and what I could do to improve. Um, I think for a long time, I just didn't care about the photos on my site. And now I couldn't care more about the photos on my site. Um, for ages, I thought, oh yeah, I just use my phone or like whatever. And that's fine if, if you don't mind. Um, but I, um, I've always loved photography. Um, and my dad's really passionate about photography as well. So he's taught me a lot and the photos on my blog are really important to me now. And I wish that I'd, I wish that I'd, um, realize that sooner, basically. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't think of any kind of like light bulb moments I had, um, apart from that. I just, I knew I wanted to take it more seriously. I knew that I wanted to make more of a success of it because I was spending so much time on it. I thought, if I'm going to spend this much time on this website, um, you know, and away from my family and friends at some point, then um, then I ought to try and make it at least a little bit successful. <laughs> how, so how did you do it? Because you did make it successful and you are, you, you're a freelancer. You have obviously mm. like quite a massively broad freelance, I don't know how to say it. Like you've got a separate website for your yes. blogger outreach and consultancy. And yeah, yeah the PR side of things but also you are a successful blogger like that stands alone um you've won awards and you go on press trips and stuff like that so Mm. for a newer blogger they would definitely be looking at you and saying how did you get there isn't it funny though that when you're there it kind of just mm. feels like no no (laughs) I know yeah it doesn't feel that way at all that's so funny I think that's that's I completely understand it, but um, I think that's really probably uh, comforting, reassuring mm. for newer bloggers. You kind of, you always feel like you're there's someone more successful. <laughs> Absolutely, and you always feel as though you're never quite getting it right, or yeah. yeah, you never. I don't think you ever get to a point in in any career where you're like, do you know what? I've made it now, <laughs> because <laughs> it's um, yeah. When you're when you're in when you're in it, 
you just you don't realize you're just kind of like yeah i'm just gonna publish another blog post and it does yeah. it never feels i never get to my desk in the morning and go right beverly award-winning blocker let's, <laughs> let's smash it <laughs> i'm just like oh my god i need a coffee and what have i got right today oh my god <laughs> i feel exactly the same oh I'm what <laughs> what is the favorite parts of blogging for you writing definitely which is i mean that's just normal for a blogger i think mm. writing and taking photos um, I mean, obviously the travel aspect, but for the most part, I pay for that myself. So really, yeah. just, that is more, I think it's more part of my life rather than part yeah. of blogging in general. Um, yeah, the writing, I've always loved writing. Um, and my mum has always said that I should write a book. And I just feel like that's a, a lot of pressure to get from your mum. Um, <laughs> um, I like it. Well, I th- I think she thinks that maybe writing a book is really really simple, and yeah. you know, there's, there's publishers lined up outside my flat waiting to publish me, <laughs> which is absolutely not the case. Um, but yeah, I've always loved writing, and um, I've got a couple of writing styles that I use on Pack Your Passport. One of them is quite. Um, it is something that you could possibly put in a book, and I've definitely had people comment and say this is this is kind of like book material type stuff, which is. A massive compliment, and I have been sat at my desk at some points, you know, like bawling my eyes out if people are nice to me. But then <laughs> the more like the more practical, the more um, just my voice, basically, just yeah. uh, writing uh, as if I'm just, you know, we're just having a chat. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely yeah the writing bit that I love because I could write, I would write whatever even if I didn't have a blog. So yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the most important parts um, that new bloggers need to know because. Mm. If you don't love writing, I think, well, I'm sure people do succeed if they don't love writing, but I'm not really sure how. No, I'm not sure how either. Because I think, yeah, you have you have to do it for that. You have to do it for that above all else. So um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about SEO because mm. you, your, in your previous life, you worked for an, a big SEO company. Yes. <clears throat> did that help because i am terrible with seo personally mm. um i know the real basics and i don't follow the things that i'm supposed to <laughs> at all um all of the time it, it did it helped in terms of um the basics mm. um to be honest i don't think there was any kind of information where i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go home and implement that um but i think just being in that environment um where people were massively geeky and really, really passionate um, about SEO and about marketing, um, that kind of, um, it definitely helped when it came to deciding, um, you know, I was writing my next blog post and deciding what I wanted it to rank for and how I was going to go about it. I'm definitely not an SEO expert, um, but I think just being in that environment definitely helped, yeah. But you, when you write a blog post, when you sit down to write a blog post, do you already have in your mind, this is the keyword that I want it to rank for? Uh, yeah, so um, <clears throat> now you've asked that, I just realised that probably I do, but I, I thought that everybody did that, but perhaps not, I don't know. <laughs> I do that mm. now, but, um, and actually, I think after a certain amount of time, you don't, it's not like a robotic mm. process, you just do it automatically, you have it in I, your mind, I and agree. you're crafting a title or whatever. But at the beginning, I think that's something that feels like quite a mystery. Mm. You know that you should be optimising. You know that you should be 
focusing on SEO for your blog, but you don't really know what it means. Absolutely. And, and things have changed so much in SEO over the past few years as well. I mean, it was once mm. the case that if you, um, and I feel like I'm just, I might get some of this wrong SEO people, so I apologize, but I feel as though <laughs> a few years ago, um, you could keyword stuff to your heart's content, really. Um, you know, if you wanted to rank for Amsterdam brunch, just stick that all over your blog post. And, and, yeah. and you'd be away. Now, um, obviously things have got, things have changed. Um, and you, you can't do that anymore, which is a really good thing. Nobody wants to read a blog post that's stuffed with the same keyword in every other sentence. I mean, it just, it doesn't flow. It doesn't read nicely. Um, and that's the reason for anyone listening who doesn't understand what we're talking about. The reason, um, that the so Google algorithm has got more and more and more sophisticated yeah. and they're trying to cut out bots who will just yeah, like like Beverly's saying, um just stick the keyword in at the beginning like completely out of context yeah. the whole blog yeah. post. They I mean they read so they good. read terribly. You'd read it and be like, What who wrote this? It would sound awful. Whereas now, as long as you've you know, you've got it in your SEO title, in your URL, which you can obviously customise, in your title of your blog mm-hmm. post and you've used your keyword a few times and you've got your keywords in your um alt tags of your images, that kind of thing, um, that it all definitely, definitely helps. Do you know, something that I didn't realise until mm, maybe 18 months ago which is embarrassing to admit but alt tags so the alt tags are um it's to do with your mm. images what they should be is you should have your keyword in there but it should be a description of the yes it should be yeah i did not know that so oh, really? i was just no i didn't know that at all um so my old tags if so basically if you google and then use image uh, and then click on image if you're looking at images that you've googled or whatever of a keyword i'm not explaining this very well um you that's that's how you get them so if you've taken a picture of yourself smiling it should be smiling brunette lady um with your keyword as well you need to like weave it all in yeah, that's correct. Yes, that's definitely yeah. right. Yeah. So um, they're there purely because, yeah, so it helps with people searching. Um, so if, if you put something completely irrelevant, that literally helps no one. Um, yeah, which is what I was doing all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and also for um, for visually impaired people as well, it really, really helps um, with knowing um, what what's on the page um, if they're using... Uh, a kind of program to to read out blogs and read out um, stuff on the internet to them as well. So your alt tags are really, it's important for SEO, but it's even more important for accessibility to actually describe what's in the photo. If it's a photo of a really nice um, brunch or a really nice um, view over Paris or something, write that. <laughs> Literally yeah. right. view over Paris. That's, that's what you need to write. <laughs> Can you imagine? I feel even worse now. No. These poor people who are looking at my completely unrelated picture, like, what the fuck? At <laughs> what least, at least you know now. Yeah. I know now, but I still sometimes leave the alt tags blank. I'm really bad. I do that as well sometimes, especially if, especially if I've got, you know, a lot of photo posts. I'm like, I don't, I really don't need to do this on everyone, surely. I know, surely. <laughs> surely. Please don't make me. Please. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we've covered all the SEO things that yes. we, everybody else should be doing, but we definitely are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think um, Yoast helped me a lot, the oh, Yoast definitely. SEO plugin. Definitely. Because basically that takes all of the hard work out of SEO. It really it does. even has a readability gauge now. I love that readability oh, gauge. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Except I... that often... Often I uh, start a sentence with the same word a few times and uh, it, doesn't like it gets really annoyed. Yeah, and I'm like, hates- screw you. <laughs> That's my style. My blog post, I do what I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are there any other amazing plugins? Because I, I would imagine that the majority of people do use WordPress. I think people are starting to use Squarespace a lot now. Yeah, I think I think on WordPress, um, Yoast is what I use all the um, all-in-one SEO pack. Mm-hmm. But I've been using Yoast for absolutely years. And I just, like you say, it's just, it's so simple to use. And it really does. It helps with your SEO and it, it helps spell it out for you. It literally yeah. says, what do you want this to rank for? And gives you, you know, um, help with... Um, your titles and things like that it will tell you do you know what you've used this keyword this many times that's fine you've got x amount of no followed links x amount yeah. of followed links um it will say things like your uh, your seo t- title's fine but you might want to move your keyword to the front and i never do yeah. that I, it just never yeah but um those that that really does help and i think for new bloggers as well um when you've really no idea what you're doing in terms of seo um and SEO, I mean, it's not the most important thing in the world, but if you want your blog to be successful outside of Twitter and outside of sharing your blog posts on social media or outside of the blogosphere even, mm. um, then it helps. It definitely helps um, to, yeah. to really do it properly and to um, to widen your audience, really, if you're, if you're ranking for stuff yeah. um, and ranking for things that are... Um, relevant to to what you write about and what you're passionate about then yeah people are going to find you yeah i mean that that's basically it isn't it it's mm. kind of taking off the invisibility cloak yeah absolutely i think a lot of bloggers um get into a little bit of a rut of writing for other bloggers um mm. and that's totally fine there's nothing wrong with that um but it does limit you somewhat because you know joe blogs looking for a holiday if you're writing about travel or you know uh, just somebody, just a normal, so in inverted commas, a normal person yeah. <laughs> looking, for, <laughs> looking for makeup tips or whatever. Um, they, they might not be on Twitter and Facebook and they might not even be following you and not even know you exist. So SEO is, is very important for that. That, these are amazing tips. Um, I forgot, I had a really good point then and I've completely oh, forgotten it. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. It's my fault. It's baby brain. Um, <laughs> My point was actually about something else that shamefully I didn't know. Ah, oh, yes, 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 got it. So I wanted to ask you, um, working with brands, mm. um, specifically with your blog when you're doing partnerships and stuff like that, no follow links and do follow links and things like that can be a minefield. It is and, an absolute yeah. minefield, yeah. Could Can you explain it in a nice layperson's way? Because... I didn't even realise until last year that I that you have to use no follow links mm-hmm. if it's like an affiliate link or if it's something you know if it yeah I don't even know if that's correct yeah I think yeah, no, it is, it is. Yeah. the the in layman's terms if you've been paid for something then it needs to be a no followed link and why does it need to um <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> As I understand it, it's to do with the fact that um, 
So no follow literally means it's like an instruction to the Google the spider <laughs> the exactly spider right. bot. Exactly when they right. crawl your site, they'll look at links and they'll follow them. And if you say don't follow this link, it will stop. It won't follow it. That's exactly. So right. it's like it's it's counting it as irrelevant. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, if you get paid for something, I think it's to do with the company shouldn't get extra rewards from Google <laughs> for paying you. For, I think that's what it is. I'm sure yeah, somebody it, will correct me, but yeah, it's it's a massive minefield. And even having worked in SEO, um, it's it's difficult because things are changing all the time. Mm, I mean, yeah, we were true. when I worked as a PR consultant, we were primarily working with journalists, uh-huh. um, so we really had no uh, no kind of like connection with stuff like that. Um, we were obviously looking all the time for a followed link because we were doing all this digital PR um, in order to help our clients rank. Um, but it was beyond our control. Um, and we weren't paying journalists, obviously, because yeah. they get paid themselves, which is a whole other vlogger journalist thing. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, actually, the difference between a blogger and a journalist. I oh, think. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, because you are a journalist as well, mm. you can see both sides of that as well, I should think. Yeah. Yeah, and it takes us quite nicely to a topic that um, I'm always interested to talk to other bloggers about, mm. um, pre- which is press trips, because I've been on press trips as a blogger and as a journalist, and I find it a lot easier as a journalist. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. Mm. It's a lot easier. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I can see why it would be easier, <laughs> having been <laughs> a, having been on a press trip with a journalist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who, who doesn't have to be on their phone, they don't have to be doing social media, um, it looked like the the absolute dream, Lucy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it, honestly, it is. It was she. She was lovely. I think she was from um, oh, maybe Hello Magazine or oh, no OK Magazine. Um, and we went to a hotel um, in Ireland, and she was literally just there to write about the hotel um, and didn't have to take photos or anything because they would be supplied by the PR. Yeah. And I was there with my camera and my notebook and doing videos. Mm. <laughs> writing up my notes in the evening and I was like wow I've chosen the wrong job yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean there's definitely benefits to being a blogger on a press trip oh definitely I would say for me I I much prefer doing press trips as a journalist um Mm. because yeah you do you do get to enjoy the holiday so that's another thing that um for newer bloggers especially within travel I think it's yeah it is within travel um the goal is often to go on a press trip Um, Mm. and I would caution against I I would like have that dream definitely they're really good fun but it's not a free holiday it's absolutely not a free holiday and I I get really frustrated when people think it is especially when when I was working full-time and I would I would get invited on a press trip and actually take time off from Mm. my from my job um now I can go obviously whenever I want pretty much because I'm freelance but when I was working full-time my co-workers would definitely be like oh wow I can't believe you get to go on a free holiday amazing <laughs> and on one hand yeah I mean it is it's absolutely incredible and I will never ever not be grateful um to be given those opportunities and I am very proud to have built up a blog that um that PRs can look at and and know that they want their client to to be featured on there that's totally fine but it's definitely it's definitely not a free holiday no. in yeah no way <laughs> what would you what um monica has some really really good tips about mm, yes, um, press did. trips like press trip etiquette do you have anything from your time going on press trips that you'd like to share 
Um, I think, yeah, I mean, you just have to stay professional at all times. Um, I mean, the, if the PR comes with you, that's fine. Um, I just think, yeah, politeness, it just, it, it goes a long way, definitely. Um, I think write notes, take a notebook if you can, or like a little dictaphone or something on your phone that you can um, record things on because we show you literally do so much on a press trip yeah. that you get home and often can't remember what the restaurant was called, what you actually had to eat um, or a conversation you have with um, with someone where you learned something that you wanted to, to use in a blog post. So yeah, write notes if you can. And I always find that difficult because... Um, on a press trip you've often got um one one in one hand you've got your phone mm. in the other you've got your camera mm. and then you're trying to also concentrate on somebody that's talking to you as well and it can feel a bit overwhelming but um yeah always try and write write notes um and just stay alert and just take take loads and loads of photos yeah. i've been on press trips people just don't don't bother oh, really wow. um and yeah, that's not good because you, you need to be able to write about about the trip when you get home, obviously. I find that the taking of pictures kind of counts as my note taking sometimes. So uh, yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, I I'll sometimes uh, and I tend to the same night I'll look at the pictures and mm. that will jog my memory and then I'll add to my notes. I've yeah, that's a good that idea. Quite helpful. Also, I would recommend bringing a boyfriend or a husband along if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is really well trained. <laughs> Speaking of Instagram, um, what is your favourite type of social media to participate oh. in? And also, because I, I feel like Instagram just gets a really bad rap these days. Just this morning, I was on Twitter, and uh, I don't know, maybe three or four of my followers were like. Oh, Instagram has been a bloody nightmare this week because they've changed the algorithm and mm. it is it, it's really disheartening I think because you put in a lot of effort into social media as a blogger yeah it is it's really frustrating and it's really frustrating as a social media manager as well mm. obviously because oh God, yeah. um yeah <laughs> because so much of the time especially on Facebook um my clients um you know their posts won't get seen mm. um and so we have to pay to boost them, which which is fine. But yeah, it can get frustrating. I think um, for me, Twitter will probably always be my favourite because it's the first it's the first social network that I was on. Um, I would say you know professionally as a as a blogger, and I I got my Twitter handle literally as soon as I started my blog, um, and it's where I met so many bloggers who I'm now you know still friends with mm. still chat to um who were yeah either just starting blogging in 2011 or have been blogging for a couple of years um so people like Monica from the travel hack um Chris and Kirsty from no place to be um Chris from um he runs a backpacking blog and he lives in um Australia now obviously one of my favorite places um <laughs> So many people um, that I, I still speak to now, and it just—I think that's why I've got quite a large following on Twitter now—is because a, I've been on it for you know six or seven years now, um, and it's changed a lot since then, obviously. But I think I just always put the effort into it because it's where I got a lot of traffic from. It's where I had nice conversations with my friends, um, and I just—I really, really liked it. Um, I love Instagram though because uh, because it's really nice to be creative with it. Mm. I absolutely love using Instagram Stories when oh, they first came too. out. I yeah, so I absolutely love it. When they first came out, I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's just you know, 
are they trying to be Snapchat? This is awful because I I tried to use Snapchat about a year ago, and I thought this is this is not for me. And I realised why am I trying to build a brand new following on a brand new network when I've already got a following on Instagram? What why am I trying to do something else? I need to. If I'm going to build up a following. I want to concentrate on this one thing. So I got rid of Snapchat. And, um, yeah, started using Instagram a bit more. And then when stories came out, I was not, I was not on board, but yeah. now I absolutely <laughs> love it. And genuinely, I think, I think I might be obsessed with Instagram stories. Oh, me too. I love it. Yes. Not just me. <laughs> no, I love it. I love, I love doing them. I love trying to be creative and yeah, no, I love them. What me are your too. top tips for stories? Oh, this is interesting. Okay. So I think mix it up a bit. So, um, do videos, um, and also do, yeah, your boomerangs and your, um, your still photos as well. Um, I think try and be really creative with it. Um, you know, don't just, I mean, it's tempting to just stick any old crap up, but, um, try and be as creative as you can. For me, when I publish new blog posts now, I specifically go into Canva, which side note, also a dream for bloggers. Oh, yes, Canva. Yeah. Yeah. Very easy. So, I um I go into Canva and I I make Instagram story slides. Do um, that's brilliant. That's a really yeah. good tip. Yeah, and the reason I do that is because I, you see brands doing it, and I think um it's important to it's important to use Instagram stories to show a behind the scenes person and to show what you're really like because I think that really helps in terms of um, building an audience and a relationship with your followers. However, I think if you look professional people are going to want to read your blog posts. Instagram's not great um, at driving traffic because mm. you can't really link, yeah. except you've got that swipe up magic, which I don't. No, I don't have that either. No. So I think, I just think it's fun to do that. I think it's better um, to to look more professional. That's really um, clever. That's posts. such a good tip. So, so yeah, basically... Normally... Oh, sorry, go on. No, 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 you go on. Um, so what I normally do is... I normally make a Pinterest image on Canva anyway to go at the end of my blog post. And what I do is I just scale that down um, or redo it in Canva for the dimensions of um, an Instagram um, story slide. Ah, yes, because you can do that. You can do the magic, can't you? Yeah, it's exactly. actually called magic, like magic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I just do that, and so I I make the Pinterest image smaller, and then I might use um, straight after putting that up on stories, I might use a couple of images from the a couple of vertical images from the post itself, and just say featuring this amazing brunch or this amazing place, um, and then encourage people to go to my profile where I always put the the link of my. Um, latest blog post. My biggest Instagram story tip though is from, um, a follower who messaged me after I've been doing a few, um, talking to camera videos on yeah. Instagram stories. And it really hadn't crossed my mind, which I think is a massive privilege, um, on my part. Um, it hadn't crossed my mind about accessibility, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it's something that, um, people unfortunately don't think about but they definitely need to think about more my biggest tip is if you're going to talk to the camera at least annotate something from what you're yes. saying yes uh okay that's because okay. and by that you mean put like write something like i'm chatting about this or i i often will say click through because this is boring mother chat <laughs> yeah 
I've seen you do that, and yeah, I mean, I'm always interested in what you have to say anyway. But <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see, I can see why you do that, but I just think it's really important um, because often I'm watching Instagram stories on, um, you know, on a train or something. I can't have people chatting, um, but for the most part, um, for people that aren't watching and just listening. Um, it's good to at least, um, at least put what you're talking about or, um, you know, having a rant and then, and then yeah. have your rant, but at least people know, um, they know where they want to switch the sound on or whatever. And actually yeah. Instagram stories have this really cool little, um, emoji now and it says sound on. Yes, so, you can... I love that. <laughs> so which is really useful. So sometimes I use that because it, exactly the same. If you're a lot of people, um, will be watching Instagram stories on their commute, um, and they need to know if they need to put their headphones in. Yeah, exactly. So where can everyone find you online? So my blog is pack-your-passport.com. Note to new bloggers, if you haven't already bought your domain name, don't buy one with hyphens. <laughs> it's a really bad idea. <laughs> just, it's just really bad. Um, on Twitter, I'm... Um, PCK your passport um, and everywhere else I'm pack your passport perfect thank you very much thank you so much Lucy thanks for listening to what she said and if you like this episode or any of the other episodes please think about giving me a lovely rating on iTunes I really appreciate it if you want to connect with me head over to my blog wanderloose.com or hit me up on Twitter Instagram or Pinterest where I'm at wanderloose blog Thank you.